Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. on this one today welcome to your riverdale roundup i didn't like the episode mj loved the episode where will we lie by the end i'm gonna guess that i'm going to end up loving the episode because again i watched this episode with covid and my partner also has covid and we were pissed yeah, I'm sh- I'm stunned to hear you guys were pissed because I was like stunned. watching it this morning and I was like, all right, here we go, Riverdale. You're, you're, <laughs> you're best when you're doing something really fucking weird and this is really fucking weird and it, it has right. a form that it's following and this is, you know, I want my Riverdale either to be the like teen drama it set out to be or to be extremely experimental in a way that has some sort of coherent internal logic and I feel like that's what this episode was. But I cannot wait to hear why you hated it. These are always fun. I think it always goes back into the fact that I don't like the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes. I watched all of it. And I still, it's because, a controversial opinion, I'm not a big fan of the young woman who plays Sabrina. And I just, I, there's just something about the way she acts that mix the back of my hair the hair on the back of my neck stand up I don't know why I don't know why she's beautiful she's hot I'm not even saying that she's not doing a great job there's something about it that just infuriates me for some reason I don't know see it's so interesting because I uh, now this is like picture that she's Don, really hot the Don I'm gonna Draper. throw it there she's very hot but like very, also very hot. in the Don Draper meme like I don't think about her at all when I think about this episode it's like she's uh, irrelevant God, you, but me. she's such a central part of she is episode. you're right and so that's fair if you hate her I can understand why you hated this episode I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about talking about her that much in this episode because to me the value of this episode you know, we got all the things again. If we're working with the materials we have in the season of Riverdale, yes. You know, we've got time travel. We've got yes. like a representation of the afterlife. Yes. Um, you know, we've got the kind of rallying together for the apocalypse slash resurrection or whatever the you know the the bad one at the end of the Bible. Um, revelations. That's the one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, you're always you're always asking the wrong one when it comes to those things. I'm like, uh, 
I don't know. The ooky spooky god. <laughs> That's it's ooky spooky god what part? You know, it was very fucking bold and weird and it's goals. This is an episode about resurrecting the dead so that they can come back and fight the war against evil in Riverdale and so that involves going into the part each individual heaven that each dead character would be living sweet in or sweet yes. hereafter sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to correct you it's just such a because like because it's the sweet hereafter they just said sweet hereafter so many times so in many times yes and it is very Sabrina centric and I don't know who this bitch is I've never watched new Sabrina um I feel like it's, I know she's been here before in Riverdale. I feel like we're supposed to care about her and I don't. (laughs) I feel like we're supposed to care about her and I don't. (laughs) But I do like, I I don't know, I like the idea that half of Riverdale has died and they enjoy being dead better than they like. Being living in Riverdale, they don't want to come back. That's exa- so. That is what this episode is. If you remember at the end of last episode, Percival, not Thanos, decided to kill <laughs> not all of the firstborns, just some of the firstborns. Some of them, just some of them. But we find out in this episode, he just does some of them so that people don't realize it's a plague. Even though, what about all of the other plagues that have been happening? Yeah, but they didn't want anyone to know that it was just a plague, so he just selectively chose the ones that were going to die, but nobody knew that. Everyone thought it was a plague, even though it was a plague. So it's a plague, not plague. Yes, we've got another one here, <laughs> folks. So now they are bringing back the necromancer, Sabrina Spellman, to come in and teach everybody how to bring everybody back to life. It was at least one central idea of an episode. Weirdly yes. enough, they didn't even like spew out into a million other ways. I think that's why I liked it. It had one idea. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that's the good except thing about for this the episode. Percival. But then there's the whole Percival subplot in this episode. Yeah, that was stupid. Stupid. <laughs> So stupid because while all of this is coming, like, so the entire episode is about bringing back the the people that were lost from the last episode, as well as Kevin, which we all know, shifty Kevin going back and forth between being with Percival and not being with Percival. And he's the one giving them the insider scoop on everything that's going on with Percival. But then he uses Reggie against him. We'll get to it, but that whole Reggie thing... Yeah, the Reggie subplot was completely stupid and pointless. But other than that, there was one... This episode was, aside from that, about one thing. And I think that is why it worked. Not that every episode has to not have A and B and C subplots or whatever. That's fine. But as we have talked about, usually Riverdale has like 25 things per episode. And this episode was about one thing. And it was getting... It was having this random character who's not a character on the show (laughs) help with... Getting everybody back to Riverdale to fight the war on evil. And for that reason, I enjoyed it. And we got to kind of see, you know, there was like a little bit of character, actual character development. Like we got to see what each character's like kind of like ideal life is in this week hereafter. And like, I actually thought it was very, we got a little glimpse of Polly and Jason in this week hereafter. And I thought it was very Jason, sweet. 
still hasn't spoken. Jason yeah. did not speak in the episode. Do you think he's he a just computer generated image? It has to be something. I think they must not have been able to get the actor back, and they're just doing a computer. Or, or is, did that something. actor permanently lose their voice, but they still want to keep Don't employing know. him? Like, I have no idea because he never spoke when he was the corpse. Obviously, no. I mean, what a what a gig! Like to be like you will be. You will appear in almost every season of this endless show, but you will not speak. I wonder if he gets paid the same. I was going to say, is there a day you get rate paid differently? Yeah, if you speak or if you don't speak, if you have a so, line or not. Yeah, yeah. Pay the guy. I don't know. Pay him. <laughs> pay Jason. He's perfectly fine. Maybe like he has such a voice. Maybe he looks the part but doesn't sound the part whatsoever. Lucky <laughs> dog. Yes. <laughs> Like that guy isn't Jason Blossom, you know. But he wasn't the se- the first season, unless it's a different guy. It's got to be I the same know. guy. I can't go back and watch to find out. I know this is probably something we could look up, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I like living in the mystery of it. Yeah, we'll never know if it's the same guy. We'll never know if he has a voice. No, nope, we will never know. But we will know that Heather. Oh, I just hate looking at her face. This is just. I think. It's another part of it is that this is another where Heather was in almost Heather the witch, Cheryl's partner, Heather, who is it her partner? We never see them touch. We never see them get close to each other whatsoever. It was never. Oh, can we get back to the TT days? Well, Cheryl's certainly going to try because so to get them back this, I don't. Wrapping my mind around it was difficult and like especially to try to explain because Sabrina comes in as a necromancer and all I could really think about when I looked at Sabrina was that like, do I get bangs? Because I really think that she's very beautiful. She looks so good, man. She just looks so good with the dark eyebrows and the blonde hair and the red lips. I'm just very, I'm very into it. Yeah. But Heather's in almost every single scene because they have to create a coven of witches. So the necromancer can't bring them back by herself. She needs to create a whole coven of witches. And how do you become a witch, MJ? I'm glad you asked. You have to be like a bad bitch with some dark powers already. Oh, yes. Tabitha, Betty, and Veronica already have some dark powers. They can very easily become a witch. Now, let me see. I'm doing this from memory. First, they have to sign their name in a book. Yes, they do. Because they were disruptive women. Thank you. They were Disruptive, disruptive women. Disruptive women. And they sign their name in a book and then they do a little dance. And that, how did you not love the fucking witch dance party, Jackie? Come I on hated now. The witch you dance hated party. It? <laughs> I hated the witch they dance party. They do a little party. dance. That's part of how they become witches. Because the thing is, okay, they said like in, in the ritual, yes. Truly, usually you should be around a bonfire. You should be like, if they were naked around a bonfire, like feeling their power from the earth, fuck yeah. But they did a little twist (laughs) They did a little twist and shout. They did a twist and shout dance and it made me so bad. I was like, where is the power? I want to see the power. I think I am a sucker for any of the like, we're bitches hanging out together scenes. Just like I loved the I one in the American Psycho episode where they did the like the song about all the different brands. Yes, and, they were and the you loved it suite. and I, I hated it. it. Yes, I don't know. Why is that? I'm like, I think it's because I, I want like a 
group of bad bitches that I dance with, you know? Like, <laughs> I think that's And I think that that terrifies me. <laughs> I think that I'm scared of a grouping of women of any sort. It's like, what are you trying to do to me? Are you going to make fun of me? Ouch, ouch. And I immediately like, yeah, that's into fair. a ball. See, I think it's both of our alienation from that idea. My yes, alienation from it manifests in like, ooh, let me in, let me in. And your your alienation manifests in like, I don't trust it and I don't and want trust it. it. And I hate it. <laughs> it really goes, oh my God. We are, uh, we are the light in the dark, MJ. We certainly are and in this like because you know i love the witches aspect of it but it was like it takes a lot more than just dancing around they and- sign a book they do a dance and then what was the third thing is I that think it? they just like they just recite an incantation yeah and so now the, and then they're all you know they got their little witch squad together and they got a rich school rich <laughs> and honestly they all look great yes cheryl's tits are doing the most in the scene that's my problem is that i just was so entranced by cheryl always and sabrina's beauty that i'm just like i'm barely paying attention to what's happening with this but what they have to do is because they lied up top to Percival as if Percival wouldn't know. They're like, no, we're burying our dead. Oh, I certainly wish them goodbye. We're not <laughs> going to try and bring them back to life or anything, which obviously they are. And so they keep all of the bodies in Dr. Colonel Jr.'s freezer. Mm-hmm. And then they got to go get them one by one because Sabrina's like, all right, let's do a test of our witchy powers and see if, oh, look, this one's really hot. Jughead is his name, cute name. And I was like, step away from him. And even though I don't know why, I'm not into Jughead anymore, but still, like, I'm protective of our girls in Riverdale. <laughs> I had a lot of feelings. Maybe it was all of the NyQuil I was I was going to say, what I level had a lot of, of feelings. What level of, like, Dwayne Reed pharmaceutical drugs were you on for your COVID? A lot. I was on a lot of it. So And, I, and also just high as the <laughs> So I had just, I have so many feelings about it. So they go in, but what you have to do as a necromancer is you go through the portal that they made of twigs and she goes into the suite hereafter where Jughead is successful. He's dressing like the comic book version of himself. He writes comic books. He's everything he's ever wanted to be, which also Tabitha, take a fucking note of this. He doesn't want to be in a relationship. All he does is think about himself. And that's why when Sabrina's like, hey, you want to come back to living? He's like, why would I fucking want to go back to living? I'm going to stay here where I'm successful and I can eat cheeseburgers every day. That's what he wants, Tabitha. Is that the person that you want to go into the suite hereafter to come bring back? He don't want you, girl. He would rather eat cheeseburgers. And write a comic book. Yeah, I know. I was a little torn about this because I was like, I do. I think like the fact that I grew up in an extremely Catholic town has always made me kind of like interested in portrayals of the afterlife. And I thought that this was a really sweet, like, like I enjoyed this portrayal of the afterlife. Like in the sweet hereafter, you just kind of like everything you always dreamed would happen is what happens. Um but it's it, you. I feel a little bit torn about Jughead because, of course, living Jughead is like, I must fight for what is right. And <laughs> Jughead of the Sweet Hereafter is like, peace out. I am doing great. Bye. And I'm not interested in fighting 
for anything. And I kind of agreed with him on that, too. Yeah. And they kind of all felt the same. Yeah. All of them were like, fuck it. None of them wanted to be alive. Yeah. Why would I want to go back to Riverdale where everything is a nightmare all of the fucking time? Yeah. So Sabrina comes back and is like, all right, well, he doesn't want to come back with me. And but what I did do instead, which highly inappropriate very inappropriate very inappropriate what does she do sabrina spellman uses jughead's body to bring back the soul if you watched the chilling adventures of sabrina you know that sabrina dies and her boyfriend gives his soul in her stead and goes to the sweet hereafter nick scratch right nick scratch yes i'm looking who, him up right i now. will say Jughead does a great job of acting like Nick Scratch, who's a very confident dude. He definitely embodies this man. Oh, and he looks kind of like Jughead. So that's why she was like, that's why Sabrina was like, oh, he's cute. Yes. Ah. So she brings back her boyfriend in Jughead's body because Jughead doesn't want to come back. So she's like, well, I could use another necromancer's help. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. It's a violation of Jughead's consent. It's kind of a dick he move to Tabitha. He does consent technically. Technically, he does consent in the suite hereafter. Oh, but, does he? Okay. But it is a slap in the face to, like, Tabitha. Definitely. Like, That's her boyfriend. Yeah. I'm like, can I use your boyfriend's body to kiss and go on a date with? Yes. Kissing and going on a date with. I know the soul is different. And the meat casing means nothing in reality. But, like, in reality, reality <laughs> that's her fucking boyfriend, bitch. Yeah. No, that's and fair. And then, while they're, like, trying to figure out the rest of it, she's like, what if I just take him out on a date? Because, like, we haven't been around each other in a while. And then they go out on a date. Yeah, I thought they were going to go fuck. She's like, I need some privacy with Nick. But they just go talk, which is, you know, that's... That's fine. I mean, take note that in Archie's version of heaven, he is like with Betty. And that's why he doesn't want to come back. He's like, no, I have everything I want. Just like to your point, he's like- And with children. With children, with with Betty. And Tony and Fangs have like a sweet- gay son who's an adult um, and like but then Art, hold but- the phone though <laughs> this made me so mad this made me so mad number one in the sweet hair after they gotta still parent would you I mean I know that you <laughs> love your children but would you want to have to parent in the sweet hereafter? would you really want like a 10 and an 11 year old in the sweet hereafter? I'd be like let him grow up let him come visit me. I'll be a young age and they can come visit me. I don't want to be a parent forever. Of course, Archie's heaven, though, is, you know, Archie has named his children after his dead dad and Betty's, and dead, Betty's sister. dead sister. They're a little Fred and little Polly. And of course, that's Archie's heaven. You know, he's a family man. Archie's much more of a family man than I am. If I had to choose to li- for my children to be one age, all of us living together forever, you know, who knows? I, maybe, I would choose, maybe I would choose nine and ten. <laughs> I like nine and ten year olds a lot. But yeah, the, the Fangs and Tony way is to have just like a fully grown, independent gay son. And I might choose that too. That sounds great. I love how independent and gay their son was. <laughs> they made it, it was so, like they barely touched on the sweet hereafter, but what everyone needed to know that in the sweet hereafter, there was a peace treaty between the ghoulies and the serpents. Yeah, that's heaven and yes, for the serpents. That is heaven for the serpents. It is, it is a peace treaty between the gangs. 
plus the serpent son, Anthony, falls in love with Timmy Twist, who is Twyla Twist's son, Twyla Twist being the head of the ghoulies. So it's a bit of like a West Side Story situation here. So we got there at the end of the West Side Story situation where he says, Mom and Dad, I'm in love with Timmy Twist and we're getting married. And they go, yay. Yay. And of course, why would they want to leave that? But still, I love that they didn't even try to age anybody in it. I love that they just, you're right, they just went for it. The sweet year after, they're like, I don't know. They look exactly the same, but like they got a twenty-two year old. It's like it's like honestly, the sweeter after is like what your idea of heaven should be when you're on mushrooms. Like when you're on mushrooms, you're just like, you know, I know there's an afterlife, and I think it's just like everything we've ever wanted, and like that's the Riverdale writers creating heaven. Like they obviously have done mushrooms. They've also seen the glimpse of heaven that you can access via mushrooms, and it's it's like, yeah, it's great. And they're just like, uh, well, I guess if you could have anything in heaven, what what Archie would want is a family in his childhood home, uh, and what the what the Things and um, TT would want is an end to the serpent war and a gay son. And what, um, you know, Jason and Polly would want. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So then there's Jason and Polly and Dagwood in the here, suite hereafter. Yeah, where's the other Rose. One? Where's Juniper? Juniper didn't die. Dagwood's still, uh, Dagwood's the only one that died because he was the he was first older. born. So 
they are all like playing a game and Nana Rose isn't in a wheelchair and her eye, Jeff immediately noticed like, you see that Nana Rose's eye wasn't cloudy. He's like, I see that. Yes, I do see that. I see good attention to detail, Riverdale writers. And Cheryl, because, so we didn't even get into how we find out about what goes on with all of these people's sweet hereafters because while Sabrina is on a date with the meat casing of Jughead <laughs> Jones, they are in the process of having the, which was kind of creepy, the the like highwaymen or like the underground scary men, the ferryman is what his name was. They had to give their bodies and they essentially died tabitha cheryl and veronica right all die to go into the suite hereafter to bring back their loved ones why not betty because betty is the babylon of harlot yes she is and she's and the harlot she, of babylon she's not allowed to because she's into heaven hexed. so i want to bring in some clarity here because i want to thank Everyone that writes in every week, because I want to say that I do read the emails. I just sometimes forget to bring them up on Riverdale Roundup because we have been reminded, which makes me technically very angry <laughs> that we do know TBK's killer and that it was the construction worker. What do you mean? Remember the construction worker with a palladium uh... that tried to kill Archie? Uh -huh. on the construction site, and we were so mad because we're like, that can't be TBK. Uh -huh. There's no way that that con random construction worker is TBK. Uh -huh. He is. What? Yes. And it's been confirmed by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. What? That's TBK? Yeah, that's TBK, baby. When did that baby. happen? When did the construction worker try to kill Archie with Palladium? Was that even I remember that was an episode that Jeff and I did the Riverdale oh. Roundup because Jeff and I both like cartoonishly yelled at each other because I was like, there's no way it's that construction worker. That was like the like, first they or told second us. episode of this season. Yes, and Jeff's like, that is TBK. And it was like, there's no way that they would just do some random construction worker, which they did. Of course, just like that time was it was the random wrong. janitor, remember? I know, I remember. Uh, Riverdale. But it wasn't the janitor. But remember, because then they went back and like, actually, no, it's Al Cooper. Right. Right. So it, that was a juke. But now this juke, not a juke. So was the construction worker. But on top of that. Juke, yes, juke. Jonathan in the UK, I just want to say thank you so much. Jonathan in the UK said, it was the devil disguised as TBK that told Betty that she was the harlot of Babylon in Riverdale. Because remember, we're like, oh, the TBK also said that she was the harlot of Babylon, but she wasn't. That wasn't TBK. That was the devil disguised as TBK. Remember, this was around the time when TBK was killing her old CIA partner. Uh -huh. It was around that time period when she that was all guy. screwed up. Yeah, Glenn. Because they said like, oh, TBK is here, but it wasn't TBK, it was the devil. Uh-huh. And I think that this was in Rivervale. Jesus Christ. How is it that we talk about this every week? We are sober when we talk about it. And yet, there's just so much. We need like so much help understanding there's just so the much. map. So I just want to say, Jonathan in the UK, thank you because wow. Jonathan in the UK also brought up the fact that we did not mention from the last episode that Veronica asked Tabitha, who is going to be endgame with Archie in the future, her or Betty, because Tabitha is a 
Time changer. What's the right. word? Sorry, COVID brain. I'm I'm straight up COVID brain. I have to have to keep reminding everyone that like I'm sorry, my brain is barely. What it, what is what I don't remember what we call Tabitha. Um, she's like a they don't of course she, they can't just time call it traveler time, time traveler. traveler time traveler. Yes, but so they don't they have traveler. some fucking Riverdale word for it probably. I'm sure they do, but she wasn't able to answer because everybody died beforehand. So that's why in this episode it was because when they brought up the end game thing in this episode I was like who cares I completely forgot that Veronica had asked that to Tabitha which also uh, Veronica just go on a date with someone not in Riverdale I know but we, <laughs> you'll be like, fine you don't even really fine. like Archie you're just no, lonely you're just used to him which is a problem in many people's relationships where it's like sometimes you gotta go try somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just wanted to do that little shift here okay. because I was reminded of the fact that like I was mad about the TBK <laughs> thing. And I want to say thank you to not only Jonathan in the UK, but to other people that also wrote in to explain this because it makes um it makes a lot of sense. It does make more sense because it's yes. hard. It's hard to keep it all at once. <laughs> we need your help. <laughs> right. So Polly, Jason, Dagwood are all in the suite here after Cheryl sees them and they're like, also TT was like, you tried to ruin their wedding. There's like a whole al alternate timeline going on in the suite here after. So that's what I kept getting confused with. So I was like, so essentially the suite hereafter is just an alternate timeline because, right? right? That they like, all appear like to be living in together, the right? Where somehow everybody has exactly what they want, but also it appears to be a different timeline. Nobody knows they're dead. Because if I was in heaven, can you imagine, or is it just that it's Tony's heaven that Cheryl would try to destroy Polly and Jason's <laughs> wedding? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, It's there are some questions about the sweet hereafter. It's not just like a mental state where everyone's living in their own happiness. It does appear to be an alternate universe where, again, it seems as if no one knows they're dead because TT and Fangs didn't know they were dead. But then Archie and Jughead, when asked to like come back. They both seem to know they're dead and both of them say no. Right. And so then <laughs> Sabrina's like, oh, we're going to have to figure something else out. None of them want to come back. I'll go on my date. Uh, I'll come back and then I'll tell you another possibility, which is that you harness Cheryl's power, power, power of, of the fire. Phoenix. The Phoenix. <laughs> who is, dies in ashes and is also reborn in ashes. I will say I love Power of the Phoenix. I was like, of course, her Power of the Phoenix. So Cheryl, because of her pyrokinesis, <laughs> has the Power of the Phoenix, which means she can basically fire them out of the suite hereafter and back into the living against because, their will. Because yeah, none way. of them want it against their will. So that and like essentially they're like so are there any like problems if it's against their will and Sabrina's like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> they could just be like living in their own personal hellfire until they die a natural death or they could like be filled with resentment or they they could bring back an entity with them." Yeah. Which I'm going to put a pin in that. Entity. Put a pin in it <laughs> because don't worry, there are two more episodes of this season, there are two more episodes. Let it sink in, MJ. 
There are two more episodes of this season. And I think that's another reason why with this episode that I was like, this was stretched out to an entire episode for absolutely no reason. Uh They could have done this in a portion of, but I'm being a negative Nancy over here. We're talking (laughs) about my favorite part, which was the power of the Phoenix. And I can't, I can't put, put a, 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 a dark cloud over the power of the Phoenix. Let's talk about the CGI. where the They get all the corpses together in one place, which, by the way, during the wedding scene, way more people died. Yes. They're, like, everyone was dying. Everyone it was, was like, dying. It really was like a Thanos, like, or like, why the last man situation where, like, half the people, the wedding fucking dropped dead. And then in the end, there's only, like, five corpses that they're going to bring back to life. Yeah, the rest of them can stay dead. Who cares? You know? <laughs> Thin out the herd here. Yeah, there's already, I already don't even know who else lives in Riverdale besides these five people. But But don't worry, they make sure to go through every single person in the suite hereafter and make them go, it's hot. (laughs) Why am I so hot? And then like just cut to Jughead and it's dripping on his comic book and he goes, Pop, can you turn the AC up in here? (laughs) Like I just, and I was like, okay, and then we got to see, oh, yep, Archie's hot. hot. Oh, oh, we got to go over here. Oh, yep, they're hot Tony and Fangs are hot. Oh, yep, they're hot too. Oh, they're getting hot, everybody. Everyone's hot. And then they've just been sucked out of their personal heaven slash collective heaven into reality again. And Archie's like, oh, God, yeah, I guess I can't say no to a war. That was my other favorite line of this episode. You what know I can't say that? no to a war. Because, that, because that's essentially what Veronica had said to him. Because again, Betty couldn't go. Oh, that's why I brought up the TBK thing. Because Betty couldn't go through the portal because she was the harlot of Babylon. Because she's been like hexed as the harlot of Babylon. That's why I brought it up that it was the devil that hexed her and not TBK. TBK that uh, next term. Ah, uh, okay. So Veronica was the one that went to his house in the year after and was like, but it's right. a war, Archie. It's a war. We need you to fight the war. All Archie heard was war. And he's like, so I'm he in. puts on love his World War One outfit <laughs> and he's like, I'm ready, Betty. I gotta go back, baby. I love you, baby, but I gotta go fight in the war. And we'll see if he dies in said war. But now they're all back. And what is it like? Like, I feel like I feel bad if I ask my partner like not to go out because like I'd rather him stay in because I'm not feeling good you know how would you feel after you ripped your partner back from the afterlife when they were truly happy to come be in this shit fuck of a reality in Riverdale where you will probably die again yes well Tabitha can feel slightly less guilty despite ripping uh, Jughead away from finally having what he wanted in life because he can hear again and he can still read her thoughts. Well, how did that happen? I don't know. Maybe the traveling from the suite hereafter gave you a reset button. Sure, reset Riverdale button. Power writers. Of the Phoenix. Call it a reset button. Power of the button. Phoenix, MJ. That's what it was. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so everything that you were struggling with before is fixed. Fixed. Not that it was a problem really beforehand because he could still just have normal conversations. It was never really an issue. Because everybody practices what they say in their head before they say it out loud. Before they say it, which is what I'm doing right now, (laughs) Yeah, it's very easy when you're podcasting. (laughs) So then Jughead's back. They're all back. 
And Tabitha goes over to Veronica, and Veronica's just pissy, because, like, yeah, I had to go to the hereafter to go get my ex-boyfriend who's really happy and in love with my best fucking friend. Yeah, get over it, Veronica. She's being all ladies who lunch still. Don't worry. <laughs> we haven't gotten rid of that. And she's like, what about me? And Tabitha tells her, which is such a cop-out. Tabitha is like, in... Most of the scenarios, I see Archie and Betty, and Betty and Archie are endgame, but you guys could also be endgame yeah, because fuck the off, other Tabitha. equal amount of scenarios, I see Veronica and Archie together. If, if and I was fucking Betty, and I found out that Tabitha told Veronica, yes. like, fight for him because in half of the scenarios, he's your boyfriend, bitch, I would be so fucking pissed off at pissed. Tabitha. I'd be so pissed. I would be so pissed. Leave my man alone. Veronica, the whole thing is that you don't want to be with Mr. Riverdale. You don't want to be trapped in Riverdale. Then don't. Yeah, you have completely different ambitions than Archie. You have nothing in common with him anymore. Then why do you need to be with him? Just because he's there? Just because he's there. And because and Reggie be dumped you? And because Reggie dumped you. And speaking of Reggie, yeah. which we do need to do a quick run through of what happened over with Reggie and Percival, because remember, Percival, now he's angry at Kevin because Kevin is telling them like secrets and like Kevin is hiding the fact that they're trying to use necromancy to raise the bodies. Percival finds out. So he uses Reggie and he's like, hey, Reggie, my good boy, my good lap boy. I had a quick old meeting this morning with all of the board members of the Babylon, and bam, I've made you CEO of the Babylon, which I don't think that he can do. I don't think that any of this, and he's like, I gave you all your wildest dreams, which was an oil painting of Reggie done in one day that he got put up in the office. And also, Reggie is so excited, so he brings his abusive dying father to the casino so they can have one more boy's day because his father is dying and he's like Reggie's on top of the world but then the ventriloquist dummy of Reggie's that they had used for the Babylon's Babylonians ventriloquism act <laughs> started talking to him, which, love this, I love that, if we could take that portion of everything that I'm talking about right now and pull it out and continue Reggie talking to <laughs> himself as a ventriloquist doll, here for it. Very, very here for that part. But that's not what happens. The ventriloquist doll mm, tells him to go help Kevin? Is that what happens? Is he good or is he bad? I kind of, I'm blanking out here. The ventriloquist doll is... Reggie's conscience. He says, don't you yes. recognize your own voice? Which is a funny line. <laughs> and yes. he tells him to go save Kevin and his dad from Percival and that Percival is a bad guy. Yes. And so he's like, you're right, ventriloquism version of me. You're so right. How do you feel about a puppet being the saving day, MJ, as a puppet lover yourself? Yeah, you know, there's obviously been several other uses of ventriloquist dummies in this season, much less uh, in this show. And usually they've been like harbingers of evil. Um, and so I appreciate that in this case, the puppet was not evil and was telling him to do the right thing. Pro puppet. This yeah. episode was pro puppet. Not a mention of the union workers, which you know what I'll take. Yeah. But at thank least God. we are pro puppet. <laughs> Sorry. Never thought I'd say it, but stop talking about the fucking union. 
Riverdale. <laughs> trying to make me anti-union over here. Yes. And so what ends up happening, Reggie tries to leave with his father and Kevin. They get caught. They get trapped. Percival's like, hey, because now Sheriff Keller and and brother daddy or uncle daddy are just like fully evil. evil. They're yeah. just fully evil now. And so they capture the three of them and they're like, oh, we're going to have a three-way execution, which... I mean, I kind of got like, I was like, oh, a three-way. I don't know why, like, <laughs> that's what popped out. I was like, okay. Oh, is this where we're going in Riverdale? I'm completely We've fine We've been wanting a three-way. We just wanted it with the main characters. Just different people. Uh, just different people. And, but don't worry. Reggie stole one of the magic weapons just in case. Yeah, from the bookstore, which is just like the, the oddity shop. He's like, I stole a fucking dagger from the bookstore that I'll stab him in the neck Because remember, okay, because Reggie. Percival had gotten all of those magical weapons like the um, the Harlot of Babylon stockades. Right, stockade. And got, so it was like he was, he's gearing up on his magical weapons for the the everlasting battle between good and evil. Right. And so that's where it ends with them, where it's like, Reggie's like, we're going to kill this motherfucker. But what I saved for the very end was something that made me go, ha! <laughs> which was after the conversation between Tabitha and Veronica about, you know, is it Betty and Archie end game, Veronica and Archie end game. Tabitha goes and visits Fangs and Tony because now baby Anthony's back because we're in regular life. Baby Anthony's given back. But remember, baby Anthony didn't die, even though baby Anthony definitely the firstborn. Right. And that's because baby Anthony is, is immortal. immortal. Why? No reason. Why? No reason. Who Why? made him immortal? We don't know. Why? How do you know he's immortal? We don't know. It's just Why? he's immortal. He's just immortal. How? Don't know. Why? Don't, don't know. know. Don't know. Don't know. And does that mean he's going to age? Yeah. Like what is like, or is it going to take like much, much longer? Also, I what think is... I would feel really sad if I found out that my children were immortal because I think Haven't that's you a... seen the Green Mile? <laughs> yeah, everybody dies <laughs> in your life sad, over and over it's again. It's a sad life. Yeah. like it's, it's a lonely life. Lonely, sad life. Like, I think that is... I think that's and Tony and Fangs are like, yay, yay! He's immortal. He can never die. We can just shake him all around, shake him all around. Yeah, yeah. No, we can leave the guns anywhere now yeah, because we don't right. have to worry. I mean, it would take the pressure Anthony off anymore. if you got a baby and you found out they were immortal. It'd probably take the pressure off, you know, because you're I constantly guess. trying to not let that baby die. not so let it die. That would free up some brain space. On top of it, baby Anthony's immortal, and Tabitha is Riverdale's. Guardian angel. Yeah, that she and said I that like it was that. supposed to be a reveal, and I was like, who gives a Who cares? I still who don't cares? even care about you, Tabitha. So what does it even mean? Thank you, MJ. <laughs> this is the thing. I still barely care about Tabitha. Barely. We know almost nothing. Like I don't care about her. I don't as a care character. about her at all, except for when she's interacting with Jughead. Like sure, and sometimes she has useful information from her time travels. Yes, I like that she time travels. I think that's a lot of fun, but. So what we did learn from this is that the fact that they have powers means that they're it's because they were witches. And I don't know if that means that Jughead and Archie are warlocks in this scenario or if we're just not going to include them in any of this witchy talk. But now that Tabitha is Riverdale's guardian angel, like what the fuck does that mean? What does yeah, that mean? I literally don't know. 
Have you been the guardian angel for Riverdale the this whole time? This entire time? Or is it just now? Does that mean Riverdale's fate is going to be better? What does it mean? Because I know that I know that this sounds so dumb, but it annoyed me to no end that when she was in this, when Tabitha was in the suite hereafter, and she was going to go try to get Jughead to come home, and Jughead just looked so happy, and she's like, "I can't even interrupt him, even though I'm in the suite hereafter, and I'm here to go interrupt him and try to get him to come back. I can't even. He looks so happy." And then who sidles up next to her? Her guardian angel, that dude that came into Pops that one yeah. time and said that he was an angel, and he's like, not only am I an angel, but you're also Riverdale's guardian angel, which means nothing. It means nothing. And also, Raphael, not for nothing, you haven't done anything since that one extremely weird nothing. episode where Tabitha tried to stop the assassination of Dr. King. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just things like that that I just kind of <laughs> I forget <laughs> with Riverdale and then you say something like that and you're like oh, 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 oh Riverdale. Riverdale that's that that was this episode that's it that's what happened I so that's why here's the thing MJ I think now after talking about it I do love this episode <laughs> I do love this episode because of how it made me feel I would like to hear more I know we're out of time but I'd like to hear more about Jeff's grievances it sounds like your main grievances were the group of women having fun together I hate it <laughs> <laughs> I hate that part of it, yeah. And um like the various like the stuff with Tabitha didn't make any fucking sense and that Sabrina all thing that not making I think any the end sense. game every time they yeah. say end game I get really mad. <laughs> um so I think that that's also part of it, but Jeff was really like beside himself. Again, I'm on my way out of COVID, he's on his way into COVID. So last night was like the beginning of him feeling really bad. So as he watched it, he was so mad at the episode. Hate he, like he kept pausing it to be like, is the Sabrina show any better than this? It has to be <laughs> better than this right so mad and in fact if he didn't have covid he would have gotten up early to record this with us that's how strongly he felt about hating this episode yeah i mean so, maybe we'll have him as a guest before the season is over because i would love to hear his thoughts he's very very he was very angry but i again i don't Debate know if it's me, just Jeff. the covid i don't know if it was covid talk or who knows because you you say weird things turns out <laughs> But thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Riverdale Roundup. Um, I love it when y'all write in. Please, you're more than welcome to. I love the theories. Um, I do love, oh yeah, I do wonder, I wanted to bring up one more theory of someone that said that like, they just had to get this theory out. And that is that, because this is, and and Madeline, I'm right there with you because I love this theory and I wish is what the theory was. I have a theory about the whole TBK mess and that I've been wondering for several weeks if maybe Betty is having a whole psychological break thing with TBK, something a la Fight Club, where TBK is actually Betty and she doesn't know it. Would explain why they never showed his face, why Betty didn't unmask him, why they make a way bigger deal about Betty's darkness than it seems she really deserves. Ooh. Anyway, let me know what you think. Madeline, I love, I love that, that idea. I love that better than some fucking random construction worker from the beginning I of the season. I want it to be that idea. Yeah. I wish it could be that idea. Yeah. Wow. So thank okay. you, Madeline, for sending in your theory. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all y'all for always hanging out with us here on the Riverdale Roundup. Whether we're screaming or whether we're cackling, usually we're dancing. around the same thing. Oh, <laughs> you better get your asses around a bonfire, ladies. All right. <laughs> 
I don't, God, he made me so mad. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys for joining us. We love you so much. We'll be back next week for the pent ultimate episode of Riverdale. Two more episodes left. What the fuck else are they going to shove into the last two episodes? I'm not quite sure. Thank you so much, MJ. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. I cannot wait to get through this together. Oh, we will. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.